Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Love does not come first. Before you get caught in the rain, before you feel butterflies, before you see fireworks, first comes like. Download the Zeusk app for free today. The sauce you love for the pasta you love. It's a lovely thing for a lovely price. Create your own new favorite, Cucina Mia, at Olive Garden. Get the complete balanced nutrition of Ensure with 9 grams of protein and 26 vitamins and minerals. Ensure. Take life in. Mega volume on top, mega volume on bottom. Now with a spiky twist. New L'Oreal Mascara. Lash styling brush styles lashes into spiky tips for overloaded volume that lasts. New Mascara from makeup designer L'Oreal Paris. You change your style, why not your eye color? Air Optics Color Prescription Contact Lenses enhance your eye color for a naturally beautiful look with consistent comfort. Find your perfect color and get a free trial offer at airopticscolor.com. All right, that was my commercial demo. I've received a number of requests from listeners uh, regarding demos and how they need to be laid out and what they need to sound like. That demo of mine is actually one of many. I have uh, a commercial demo, which is the one you heard. I have uh, a dialects demo, character voice demo. You, if you get into this business, and especially if you've learned various voices uh, and and vocal styles and vocal tones, you certainly want to have a demo of that uh, so that you can show that to potential clients. If you use music, which I did, be sure that the music is does not overpower your voice because it's your voice that you're representing in those demos, not, not the music. And you can get royalty-free music on iTunes anywhere. Uh, make sure it's royalty-free. You certainly don't want to infringe on the copyrights of uh, people who produce music. But uh, you do need to have at least one demo if you're going to be a voice actor. So that is mine. Uh, I, I'll give you more tips along the way. But this is Master Class Voice Acting Part 2. And what I thought I would do with this particular uh, episode is replay Bonnie Marie Williams' interview, which was Episode 5 of, of The Actor's Guide, and just let you hear that again. Because after listening back to it, I realized that interview was a master class. Lots of tips, lots of great advice. Here she is. So you were one of the only two people I knew that I met 
doing theater who said, Hey, I think you'd be really good at this. And mm. I was doing, you know, I was doing TV and film and I didn't love it. I didn't, it didn't give me that feeling that I had when I was an undergrad getting my theater degree and being on stage. And I was doing some theater too. And I just became really, I don't want to say disenfranchised. I just didn't have that same spark. I didn't love it anymore. And so you know, it was you and one of my other friends that I met doing theater and both of you encouraged me in different ways. And mm -hmm. you said, I think you'd be good at this. And I said, okay, there are two people telling me this now. Maybe <laughs> it's something I need to try because I want to be an actor and I don't know where I fit in on stage and on film. And I don't, where is the place for me? And right. it wasn't until playing around um, and getting to know it better from you and playing around in my friend's booth. She said, you know what, just come to my studio I'll throw some scripts at you. Just play around and have fun. And if you hate it, you hate it. But I think you'd really like it. And so, I had so much fun just being in there and, and going right. nuts. And I didn't have to worry about what do I look like? It, oh, I didn't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> Isn't that the and most was, awesome thing about it? Was it was amazing. I know. Yeah, doing voice so freeing. Doing voiceovers. I mean, a lot of people have great voices, but they also look awesome. So, you know, you feel yeah. like, oh, don't don't hide yourself in a studio. Go out there and let, let, let the people see you. Uh, personally, I'm sitting here right now in ponytails, a sweat shirt shorts um, no makeup on my face i mean i'm lucky i took a shower the point is i love being in the studio because no one has to look at me and that's a fun exactly. thing about you know the voiceover so so just to our audience yeah you could do that if you wanted to um i have to, you don't have to wear pants <laughs> i know right i'm sitting here in my underwear um what type of training once you decided you're going to do this because i i remember i kind of lost track of you for a little while next thing you know you're just taking off doing voiceovers so did you get any training to do yes. voiceover? Okay, what'd you do? Absolutely. So after I left my friend's booth and I said, oh my gosh, this was amazing. She said, you know, hey, so what you got to do now is take classes with people who don't know you. Right. And go take classes with different people. So I just went to, you know, I went to the Google and I said, Voice, voiceover classes, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I found some on Groupon and I went to one of them and I was just sitting and talking to the instructor. And he said, you know, I'm just enjoying sitting here talking to you. I really <laughs> like your voice. And I said, well, that's cool. Great. And we recorded stuff and I was taking classes with different people. I was going to a workshop intensive with one instructor and I was going to another one. I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And I went to one class where the special guest at the end of the intensive was somebody that had been in some of the Arkham games and I have a total voice crush on him <laughs> and the instructor knew that I was I was geeking out over this guy and she said hey you know I think I think Bonnie might be a little bit in love with you she's no. gonna ask you for a photo after class I was mortified but I totally was and I brought that up to her recently it was really fun but yeah I took well, so many classes so you yeah. took classes did you have to pay for them Yes. Absolutely. Okay. What is the average um, amount that, that you would uh, tell this audience that they would have to expect to pay for a uh, class? The average I've seen is about $150 per hour if you're doing one-on-one -on -one training, but I've seen some things as around the, the $20 price mark. It really, really depends. If you find a group on, that's great. But I want to tell people, definitely do your due diligence and look these people up. Don't just look up their website and see like, wow, they have this amazing voiceover coaching website, but look up their actual reviews. voiceover history and their reviews yeah, and, right. you know, see if, 
anybody that you know knows them. And I, I have right. a list of resources on my website if somebody's interested oh, yes. in we're looking gonna, up voiceover classes. Well, we're going to link this episode to your website. Uh, awesome. and, and also, one last question regarding your cla- the classes, because we do need to move on. But, uh, but did that fee include a demo? Did they record your demo? No, because mm. that's separate. Okay. Um, one of the big things that I have seen, be cautious of classes, and I, I'm trying to be really careful with how I phrase this, <laughs> be, be, uh, I want to say cautious, that's the word I'm going to use, okay. be cautious about class packages that say, take three classes and then we'll record you, because mm. that's not enough time for most people, oh, okay. um, especially for people who have never taken a class before. You're only, you're going to be ready to make a demo after three classes oh, and being behind right. the mic. Right, right. You need time to learn what are your styles mm-hmm. and the, the demo producer should get to know you and know your voice and what's going to bring out your strengths versus mm-hmm. here's this package. And, and you want to be careful of demo mills. Um, that's, oh, that's what so they're those called. Classes, yes. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. So classes are absolutely worth it. If you get a weird feeling about somebody, then, you know, absolutely trust your gut. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. Oh, that's the old saying for all the industries. Well, now mm-hmm. what, what about an agent? Do you have one? How did you get one? What, uh, uh, in voiceovers particularly? Sure. So I do have a few agents throughout the country. I am currently in the market for new Los Angeles representation. Mm. Um, out here, I'm redoing my commercial demo, actually, that we're talking about demos. I'm in the process of redoing that since it's been about three years. But um, I do have, I think, four agents and maybe a fifth one um, throughout the, the <laughs> continental U.S. So, how busy can a person the, be when they can't remember how many agents they have? That's hilarious. You are too <laughs> too busy, lady. Too busy. Uh, oh. um, but I, I do have a few. How did you get your agent? Out. How how did you yeah. mm-hmm, how did you get them? So referrals can be great if you have them. Mm-hmm. I have helped some of my colleagues get in touch with some of my agents through referrals, but Mm -hmm. typically you want to go to their website. You want to look up, you know, what their agency does. Do you feel like you're a good match for them? Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you have a type that they don't have on their roster? Can you bring something unique to their roster? Do Mm -hmm. you want to work with them? So I went to these different agency websites and I looked and I said, okay, you know, they don't have a ginormous roster. There's probably room for my voice and the (laughs) the skills that I have. And then you follow, if an agent gives you directions, follow them to the T because they will say, don't submit unless you send in this and this and this. So read the directions carefully. And And also, um, that's also often a test. To, yes. to see, do you follow directions? And I'm not just talking for voiceover uh, agents and Auditions casting too. directors. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, yes, I'm talking about across the board when given instructions by the person that could get you the job or is holding the reins, take the direction. I don't, I don't be, oh man, I can't tell you how many times somebody says to me, well, the the agent just didn't understand the character. And I'm like, I don't care what you think about that agent's understanding of the character. That's what you, they want. So you got to give it to yep. them if you want to work. Exactly. You got you got to get off your high horse. 
uh, sometimes and yep. just and you know that this is this is all about I hate to say it but submitting in many ways. Um, so that is uh, you know that is interesting information regarding agents. You can have more than one is what I'm learning from you. you can have more than one. It just has to be in a different market. So okay. typically you don't want to have the same agent in the same city. You want to have them in different areas. Okay. And ideally you want to have you know, if you have one agent that just does commercials, then mm-hmm. you want to have one that focuses more on animation if that's where your career is. Or if you have one LA agent that just represents you on camera, then you can probably have another one who represents you in voiceover. But okay, well, then that, that leads to a question I was going to ask you later, but I'm going to ask it now. Is that sure? Uh, you, I've already explained, uh, are, have so many possible voices that you can, you know, styles that you can portray, uh, you know, you, you've got the character voices and the accents and all that. But what is your opinion? I mean, you're, you're saying a different agent for different things. Can a person expect to make a decent living just with their one natural voice, not having so many uh, versatile styles? I think so, especially if you know how to use it. If mm-hmm. you can only do one type of read mm-hmm. and let's say you do maybe you do a really kick-ass announcer read mm-hmm. and that's what right. all of the specs call for mm-hmm. then great if you've got that shoehorned in and your agent knows you can knock that out of the park mm-hmm. then you know absolutely um, and also if, if it's can, a unique yeah. voice that that really uh, is just so compelling i mean think about it the voice has to draw the listener in right and and if it is a voice i had a student recently of a voiceover student and they had one voice i I could not get any accents out of this guy. I couldn't get any styles. And you know, I, but his natural voice was so unique and so compelling. I said, you know, I think you're going to be, uh, you're going to do fine in the industry. But what are you doing? You're, you're doing cartoons. Tell us all the, the aspects that you, that you have, uh, all of the styles, uh, what, what you, you've got all these agents. How, how do you, uh, sell yourself in this industry uh, uh, for styles? Sure. So I try to let my agents know, here's you know my skill sets and they know what I bring to the table. And I tell them vocally, I have a similar style to, you know, Amy Poehler, Kristen Bell, Kristen Shaw. So vocally, when a style, when something comes in like that, it's like, okay, that's my wheelhouse. And they also know that I play little boys typically. Oh, so wow. I've gotten some some auditions from some of my agents specifically that say we're only sending this out to our talent who specialize in boy voices because of x y or z so um i like to just try anything i don't do a lot of medical narration i have before Mm. um i've done some scientific stuff but lately as soon as i say it's one thing then it becomes something else but i've done Mm. radio commercials i just did a corporate narration this morning i do a lot of techno techno technological (laughs) like tech narrations um technology you know this is the way of the future type stuff Mm -hmm. because i can understand a lot of that Mm -hmm. verbiage Mm -hmm. and so if you can bring skill sets that you have Mm -hmm. in your everyday life to your voiceover side of things it can really, really help open up those new avenues for you. But and, and I play little boys a lot. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's one oh, of my okay. Jobs. Yeah. So I, I, then I, okay. You're. I have to ask you. Give me your little vo- boy voice. <laughs> give me um, your little boy voice. What does that sound like? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of down here, and um, 
I kind of go like I get really excited about some things, and then uh, if it's kind of sad, then he's kind of down here. And I can make him, I can make him younger, and I can also make him a little bit older. It just kind of depends on the placement in my chest. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome, Bonnie. Okay, guys. His name is Bobby. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm giving him a name, yeah. And so, so, but what I loved is you explained where you were pulling that voice from. In, in, in you said it's it's more down in your chest, or you know, and and I'll tell you what, you know, I don't know uh, uh, if if Bonnie, if you took my voice class when you were in in school, but I know that the the most important thing I like to teach, and I'm I'm thinking that you're you're going to agree that the most important thing is about tonality and where you resonate from and where that that sound comes from and and so you just said you know down in your chest you know uh i will say this though when you were just now doing that voice it sounds nothing like your natural voice so see that's a great talent and and it's something that can be well i i'm not saying that everyone can achieve that that type of ability mm -hmm. but but really if you practice enough and that's what classes are about right they teach you how to find those voices is, is that what you learned in class i learned that in a class that oh, was specifically wow. taught by one of my friends in north carolina who does a lot of boy voices and wow. at first when i tried to do it listen i was not good i spent it took me about a year to just be able to do a basic one and not have it sound like complete and utter garbage. And then another year, it, it got better every year, but I began practicing. And then finally, I found like a, a way to kind of lead in like a switch to turn it on. Mm -hmm. And it's where I go, Oh, and then I find it. Oh, interesting. And I can like adjust it. I have we a call, lead in to find it. We call yeah. that a trick. We call it a yep. trick. And, exactly. and it's the trick for getting into that that character voice. That is so fantastic. Um, boy, I'm I'm gonna run out of time, but I'm gonna try to squeeze all these questions I have because I I just I just think they're all so important. Uh, but I am gonna ask you first of all, uh, very quickly, do you have a warm up routine for your voice? Like before you actually go into a session, uh, what do you do to get your voice uh, prepared? Yeah, so I like to work out. First, I think it, especially if it's something that's kind of difficult. You mean like running on a treadmill or something? Oh, I don't run. It, it hurts my chest too <laughs> <Okay>. much. <laughs> I don't like to run, but, you know, doing, doing some sort of at least a walk and yeah. um, some sort of strength training is really great. You can do some dance cardio. I, I'm cool with that type of stuff. Just something that gets your blood pumping and your body moving right. and, and into out of your head and into your body, I think, really helps. Mm -hmm. So I love to do that first. Mm -hmm. And I notice a difference between my lung capacity before yeah. if I work out or yeah. if I don't. And, and that is what it's mostly about is the breathing. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it has to do with, well, it, it is everything. It's breath, yeah, it's, it's tone, it's articulation, it's all of it. But uh, it's all of it. But yeah. my goodness, if without the breath, who needs the tone or the articulation, right? You know, exactly. You don't have breath, you don't have anything. You have nothing. I also use singing straws and those I really enjoy. I do have a I do have a promo code where you can get a discount on those because I, I became an affiliate a few months ago. Okay, I'm sorry. You're going to have to explain this. I have never heard of a singing straw in my life. Yeah, so there's three that come in it. And depending on your lung capacity, and you, you'll sing and push the air through the straws. Oh and it helps to just kind of just get things warmed up so wow. anytime i have a really long session i'll use one of those and wow. it just you can use all sorts of um because you have to focus on getting the air and the mm -hmm. sound through the the hole and it can help with um 
just getting that airflow going. It can help with articulation and with warming up without strain. That and you can use is it for fascinating. Singing. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really cool. I'll well, send now, you a picture. Of okay, it. so what I need is I'll need the website too uh, for 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 how somebody could get a singing straw. I'm ordering a singing straw tonight. I this is crazy. Yeah, I'll give you my discount code. It's VO Superhero. Oh. It'll take a discount. Oh yeah, Bonnie at VO Superhero. Oh, I love yep. it. Um. Okay, I have a few more questions though. That 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 was the most fascinating thing I've heard yet in all these interviews. Um, so, uh, what do you believe? What do you feel about uh, the VO platforms, the pay-to-play, you know, platforms which are are available to anybody? Anybody can go yes. on the internet and anybody can upload their demo, and mm-hmm. anybody can audition. You know, because you just submit your demo. But it, it, what do you think about that? So I think they can be a good thing, but I would highly advise against making that your sole focus or your sole source of voiceover income, because if that website gets taken down tomorrow, you're done, you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I've made some great clients off of casting websites. Mm -hmm. I try not to use them too much, but Mm -hmm. I do have a profile on one of them just for SEO purposes Mm -hmm. and really just take a look at if they say we have millions of voice actors, Mm -hmm. maybe that's not the best one you want to be on. Um, But there are some that do vet their talent and they say that's how they tell their clients, Mm -hmm. Hey, I've only got Mm -hmm. people that are vetted and approved and that mm-hmm. I can feel confident in sending you. So there are a whole yeah. bunch of different ones. Well, but I think that if, if you don't, if they don't, you know, if you don't pay a huge fee up front, uh, it gives you an opportunity to audition. And maybe once in a while you can make a hundred bucks or something. Uh, maybe that would be for the beginner person just having a good time. But, uh, but yeah, I personally feel like if you have to pay a thousand dollars to join one of these groups, I think, I think it's a scam. I, I just don't believe in them. You know, that's yeah, my thing. And if, and if you have, if you have a, I think most of them will let you have a free profile on it. Just do yes. a free profile. Yeah, and right. if it sends you an invitation right. to audition and you don't have to pay, that's right. do that. And Try they, that. And many of them do. And we're not going to promote any of those because that's not nope. what we're here to do. But I will say... <laughs> Just get on, just Google it. Um, but yeah, that's if you want it. But again, we want to warn you, right? We want to warn you, just don't put all your stuff into that and certainly don't pay big, big bucks. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, just just your opinion. I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me what, what you take home every year. But, you know, when you got started uh, and you and you were getting some jobs, if, if somebody just thought, I'm going to just start doing this, I'm going to just start, you know, trying to get some work. What are you thinking uh, is 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 something that people could just uh, f- expect to take in uh, as far as salary uh, for a part time voiceover work for part time or full time even <laughs> full time. It's really hard to, to give a number. I advise people. I tell people, if you want to do this for part-time money, um, I'll just say, don't be an actor if you want to do it for part-time money, <laughs> typically right. for That's most right. people. Yeah. Because if you want to be an actor or if you want to make money, don't be an actor. <laughs> but yeah. No, no, um, that, no. We, I've been talking with other people lately about that in these interviews. And I mean, we're just getting a kick out of, you know, the questions I'll get where they'll say, you know, well, you know, what, what, what's the best paying thing I can do? Well, I think voiceovers is probably the best paying thing you can do if you're an actor and you have a good voice and you have the, the equipment. Speaking of which, what do you recommend for equipment? What do you recommend for the beginner to, to just start recording? What do they need? Yeah. What's the so basics? Make sure you want to have a really good 
sound treated space to record in because if you're recording in something that's echoey and it sounds like a bathroom mm -hmm. you're going to have garbage quality no matter what recording equipment you're using but mm -hmm. i will absolutely always say and this has been advised to me and i've seen it in many places get training before you drop thousands of dollars on equipment right my first microphone ever and this is not something i would use for voiceover but i got it just i said you know let me let me just see I'll use it as practice to see if I really like it. It's not a good microphone for voiceover. I got a blue, a blue Yeti. I remember and I went to your apartment and I saw that. <laughs> and I, mm -hmm. I remember that microphone. I yep, do. That was my, like, I'm taking classes. Let me I see know. if I can figure this out. Hey, but, but it was something. Get, yeah. It was something. Yeah. And then I discovered I loved it and then I upgraded. So right. I'm going to tell people that, you know, your yeah. microphone is is unique to you and your voice, but right. if you're gonna get a microphone, there are some there are some kits on on Amazon that are you know a Scarlett Focusrite solo interface is great, oh, and then you want to get it. a microphone mm -hmm. that is an XLR cable microphone, mm -hmm. not a USB. Mm -hmm. You want to do that, and there are some good ones. There's an mm -hmm. Audio Technica 2020 USB mm -hmm. is a pretty solid microphone. I have a friend who uses it. Mm -hmm. I'm not USB XLR. I'm sorry. I have a friend who uses it and it's it's their workhorse and yeah. they do really well with it. Yeah. And you know, that's their microphone. That's what they like. I used it for a while. Mm -hmm. I've had well, let me see if I count the Yeti. And then I got the Rode N T one A, which I don't recommend for vocals. If you're mm -hmm. gonna do that, the Rode N T one is a good microphone for vocals. Then I got the AT twenty twenty and now and well my my microphone I bought as a present to myself when I went full time in voiceover was the Neumann TLM 103, and that's and you, a that's a snazzy mic, and that's oh one I've got boy. back here with me in LA. That's fantastic, and and also you know you'll find that in the first year or two of voiceover work, most of the stuff you do with the money you make is gifts to yourself because you want to get a better mic, you want to get a better interface, you know, and you keep upgrading until you get to the point where okay, this is where I wanted to be all along. So mm -hmm. you. Know, the, the, and tax write-offs. <laughs> oh, honey, you got that right. Uh, I have one more question for you because we're about to run out of time. But I just want to, uh, I just want to ask you this, and I've a I asked this of actors, but this applies to voiceovers too. Because I will be honest with you, I just turned a job down a couple weeks ago, and I mm -hmm. don't do that a lot. But I wanted to ask you: Have you ever turned a job down? If so, why? And yeah, give us that. And then I'm going to ask a little follow up question if we have time. Sure. So I have because I realized I was not actually I've, I've done a few. I've realized I was not vocally right for the part or I didn't feel comfortable with the material, okay. whatever it was. Yeah, if right. it feels icky to me or if I feel like, you know, I could do this, but it's going to be mediocre mm -hmm. and I know I'm better than mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. then I will turn it down. Um, I actually turned down a job recently because I didn't think I was vocally right for the part. And mm -hmm. then this person hired a friend of mine who was doing a great job with it. And we were talking about something and they said, yeah, this person messaged me. And I said, wait a minute. Is it this person? And we both had a moment and we laughed about it. Oh my but. goodness. That's, that's, and it's a small world. You know, I try to tell people, you know, in this industry, get ready. Try not to like badmouth people. Try not to mm -hmm. make enemies. This industry, and when I say this industry, I'm talking about the whole thing. Voiceovers, uh, film, television, theater. The industry is way too small to be making enemies. Just try to, yes. you know, because if you had said something really tacky and then you found out, oh my 
my gosh, that, you know, that that's a mutual friend or whatever. The point is, is that you just, you know, you're going to find out that you, they, they say six degrees of separation uh-uh, is about two and a half degrees of se- separation uh, in this industry. Uh, my last question, I think I have about one more minute and I wanted to ask you, uh, what is your favorite? We got to hear you do your little boy voice, which was absolutely unbelievable. But what about your favorite gig you've ever done as far as voiceovers go? What was it? As far as voiceovers, it's honestly, uh, it's a tie between the first time I ever played a, a big group of kids was for Gary V's animation pilot. And that was where I played 11 kids oh out of a 13 character cast. Oh, wow. And six of them were boys and five were girls. And the, the crew was amazing to work with. And they just let me go nuts creatively. And what, what a gift as an actor oh, just to have fun. Yeah. And then they animate around your stuff. And I got to be friends with everybody and go visit them in New York, you know, pre Panini. And um, it was, it was wonderful. And, I love jobs where I typically get to be my little boy voice because he gets to have a lot of fun. And, you know, if you burp or you fart during the session, it's just (laughs) you're in character, right? So anything I get to do with that is is super fun. I love doing that. Only Bonnie could get away with making excuses for her burps and farts. I, I, um, this is why I love her, everybody. And I think you're going to, you're going to love her too the more you check her out because she's at uh, voice, uh, is it VOSuperhero.com? Is that your website? VOSuperhero.com. VO is in voiceover, not VO is in body odor. So oh, I tell God. people on the phone when I have to give my v, email. <laughs> v is in voice. Yeah. V is in voice. VOSuperhero.com. And, uh, and I'm also going to be putting up uh, other links, you know, that we've discussed. But since uh, we're running out of time, I'm just going to thank you, Bonnie Marie Williams. You are a treasure. I've, I absolutely adore you. You're like my, uh, you're like my best friend slash daughter. And I'm so glad that you have just done so much with voiceovers. And I'm so proud to know you. And thank you. Thank you for coming on and give us a lot of advice. And that was Bonnie Marie Williams giving you her best advice for how to break into the voice industry. I hope that you were taking notes. If you even want to do this as a sideline, all of these tips are a must. We will be having a third installment of this masterclass in voice acting. I will be interviewing a woman by the name of Anne Ganguza, and she is out of Orange County, California. She is very renowned in the voice industry. She will have a lot to offer this audience for what to do, what not to do, and we're going to go a little further into the mechanics of voice acting. We're going to cover some subjects that have not been touched on yet in this Masterclass series. Uh, Probably get a little more into demos, but we're also going to get into the business of being a voice actor. And I think Anna Ganguza is going to be uh, just so full of great advice in this regard. Tag, you're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston-Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.